everybody. It is Corey Poirier. Really excited to be back with the latest episode of the show. And also really excited to have a brand new first-time guest with us today, Colleen Pace. Colleen, really excited to have you here. And I think probably the easiest and best starting point would be for me to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about your journey and or backstory uh, so our listeners can perhaps get introduced to you for the very first time. Hi, my name is Colleen Pace, and um, I've been a stunt performer for 17 years now, maybe a little bit over 17 years. Um, I've always been interested in movies and film. Uh, Before that, I was trying to pursue a music career, and I met a coordinator, and I was all the right sizes and right fit for kids, so uh, we just went from there. Been in movies ever since. Awesome. So that's not something I will say in uh, interviews with now over 4,000 people. Uh, that's not something I hear every day, a stunt coordinator. Um, <laughs> so and I know you said you were interested in movies sort of ever since, but from a personal perspective, is there anything specific you think that drew you to stunts? Or because, I, like I said, that's not, you know, you don't hear people say, when I grow up, I'm going to be a stunt, a stunt person or a stunt coordinator. <laughs> So I'm just curious as that maybe have you ever sort of reflected on how that may have happened or what sort of drew you to it? Um, well, actually, anybody who knew me growing up would be like, oh, that would be the perfect job for her. Um, I had ADHD, so I was extremely hyper. Uh, I couldn't settle down at all. Um, you know, climbing trees, whatever, running. I constantly ran. I exercised a lot. I was just a natural athlete. So horseback riding. Um, I was just drawn to more dangerous things, so it just it's a perfect fit. Awesome. And can you, I guess, share with us as well, Colleen, are there some specific movies that you've worked on that sort of really stand out or that, uh, you know, that kind of stand the test of time or you, you say, you know what, that was such an amazing experience? Um, okay, so the weirdest thing about the, the whole thing is the fact that, like, I really do believe it's fate. Um, so what happened was my mother used to work for the National Film Board before I was born, and my father was a stuntman in the Army before I was born. And uh, anyway, my mother, when she was pregnant with me at the National Film Board, her boss threw her a baby shower, and that baby was me. And... Years later, I met my coordinator. The first movie I had ever done was for that boss who threw my mother the baby shower. His name's Mike Mahoney with Magic Rock Productions. So it was kind of like faded. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. I, I won't say the word unbelievable. I just think it's amazing. That's so cool. And not and, only that, the, sorry to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. Um, not only that, but the movie was called Bailey's Mistake, and it was starring Linda Hamilton. And when I was a kid, I obsessively watched Terminator because she was the only strong lead female in any movie that I had ever seen where she was actually doing pull-ups. And you could see the muscle definition in her arms, and I was just so enamored by it. So it was just crazy that the first movie I had ever done, here I am, stuck up on a chimney doing lines with Linda Hamilton. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> And, and like you said, meant clearly meant to be. It was totally meant to be. So now I guess the, the other side I'm curious about is why Nova Scotia and Canada? And, and I say that uh, from a perspective of 
from the you know the film industry side, people of course always associate films and and a large amount of film work with larger centers, you know, like Toronto or New York or what have you, uh, or LA. So you know, what sort of I guess is the connection for you to Canada and Atlanta, Canada, and and you know why have you sort of chose to carve things out there? Um, well, first of all, I'm from Nova Scotia and so from Canada, and I just never had a desire to leave like I really like it here and another thing is that you know where I'm at here there's very few of me in the stunt industry I'm small I'm a certain I'm a certain build I have this amount of experience if I go to Toronto or Vancouver or LA then there's a million other people just like me right so here I really don't have that much competition wow such a such a unique perspective and I totally didn't think of, of that angle at all. So I love that. And <laughs> so I, I guess, and, and I, you sort of uh, mentioned it in passing, but uh, in terms of how long you've been doing it, but um, when I was doing a bit of research for this, I saw that you've been a stunt double for everybody from Ann Hesch to Pierce Bronson to Tom Selleck. Um, is, is, from your perspective, is there, I guess, a difference between being a stunt, it might be a naive question, but a stunt coordinator for uh, a man versus a, a woman, or I guess I guess you've you've done the stunt double for Anne Hesh and worked with Pierce Bronson and Tom Selleck. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess um, in terms of the experience you had, is it you know is there is there something that uh, comes along with uh, doing stunts for certain stars and certain movies that is different than others, or is every sort of I guess role or or you know capacity the same other than the stunt being different? Does that make sense? Like I'm wondering. You know, if different productions, are the stunts a lot higher level because it's a higher production film, or does that factor in at all? I'm just kind of being naive to the industry. I'm just wondering how the whole thing works sort of behind the scenes, if you will. Uh, yeah, that really all depends on the budget of the film. I mean, you could have a big actor in the in the movie who's kind of on a downslope, so the, the um, you know, there still might not be a big budget in the film, but you know, you treat everybody equal. Like, you treat everybody the same. I could be in a scene with Linda Hamilton or I could be in a scene with some, you know, Joe Blow, but maybe they're going to be huge one day. So everybody, to me, in my eyes, is equal. And so, and I guess the other side is, obviously, as a as a stunt coordinator and a stunt double, I guess, uh, obviously, you want to care for every, you know, care for everybody's scene in the same way. You're not going to go, okay, well, this is a big star scene, so I'm going to, work harder on the stunt. I mean, obviously, no. first of all, you're going to care for your own safety, and secondly, you want to you want to capture what you're trying to capture regardless of who it is. Yeah, and, and my job really is to be a ghost. I go in there, you know, and it, my job is to not show my face, to make it look like I am as close to the actress or actor as possible and then be on my way. So, you know, I just try to – I'm just quiet. I do my thing, and then I leave. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Well, and I guess the other part to it is in terms of, you know, for some people, they want to be, let's say, out in front of the camera, just like, I mean, it's just, I guess we could say it's like a songwriter who loves being sort of behind the scenes writing the music versus the person who wants to be on the stage, um, you know, much the same, I guess, in, uh, there's lots of various walks of life where uh, some people are sort of behind the scenes and some are sort of on the stage. From From your perspective, has that ever has that ever called out to you? Have you ever kind of said, um, you know, I 
wish I was on the screen. I'd rather, not rather, but I'd, I'd like to be doing this side as well. Or have you always just been that passionate about the sun side? Uh, well, I'm definitely passionate about the sun side. I, that, like, it's exhilarating. It's a rush completely. You know, you're not just standing there doing a couple lines. Like, you know, it's risky. You're you're putting your basically your life and your limbs on the line for other people for a movie at that, you know. like. But, um, yeah, to me it's exciting. It's I love it. So acting, yeah, I, I could do it if I was asked to or whatever, but I really haven't pursued it that much and like I've done stunt acting I'll act if I can also be thrown down the stairs like <laughs> then I'm cool with it it's natural for me at that point <laughs> that's awesome and and so in terms of um the I guess the industry itself you know I always ask people who inspires you and why and and who inspired you to get into the industry or who inspires you within the industry is the stunt industry like that in the sense that do you, are you aware of, let's say, the other big stunt names, or is it an industry where, um, you know, where it's sort of isolated because you're not necessarily in the same city as them? Does that, does that make sense? I'm just curious if it's like a knowledge of we know the stunt person because they're the big deal, or if it's if it's not that way in the industry. Um, it is to a certain degree. I'm I'm not very familiar with too many stunt coordinators, but. Um, one in particular, Randy Bulliver, he is the one that discovered me with, uh, he owns Guardian Star Stunts Incorporated and I, I owe it all to him. He's, he's my saving grace. Um, honestly, I can't give props to anybody else, but, but that man, he is the most awesome person. <laughs> Wow, that's that's so cool. I mean, and obviously, as somebody who hasn't, you know, I'm always interested in things that I haven't done or haven't had any experience with because I've, I've, you know, traveled a lot of different roads and certainly mm-hmm. haven't traveled anywhere near the, the stunt coordination role and or road. And as I get older, I don't even know physically I could do it anymore. I, I seem to wake up with more aches than I used to. Um, but you know, and, and this again is a question from somebody maybe trying to look behind the curtain a bit. But whenever you're a stunt coordinator, do you you know do you walk away uh, and then the next day wake up in pain after a big shoot, or is it something where uh, you basically learn and you have to learn how to sort of take the fall so that it's like it didn't even happen? <laughs> um, well, as a coordinator, it's a little bit different because as a, as a stunt coordinator, you're basically there to you know, help set up this the stunt situation and, you know, be there to guide the people who are about to take the fall. Um, if you're being a stunt performer or a stunt double, then, you know, that's a lot different. Yeah, you're going to wake up with aches and pains most likely. <laughs> you just got to, like, suck it up and move on, you know. But I assume, and, and I guess it's a, you, you should never assume, but I, I think I can probably assume in this case that it's something where you learn how to take the falls so that you can minimize that and and reduce the amount of uh, pain you wake up with the next day. And, and there's a, probably, I would assume, a, a whole process for how you kind of make sure that you land and fall and drop properly. Yeah, I mean, to actually, yes, to a certain degree. I mean, I've taken jiu-jitsu and learned how to do, you know, certain break falls. But even that, it, in the moment, during that time, a lot of times you're just going to, you know, just go for it. Uh, you have padding to a certain degree. As a female, actually, you have a lot less padding than the men. But, um, you know, you just go for it. You get it done. Get Do do what they want. Uh, you don't want it to look too fake. You don't want to make it too look too you know, like this is set up 
for a movie, right? You don't want it to be stunty. You want it to look as real as possible. So and for the most part, you just have to keep fit on a constant basis, right? Like I work out um, a lot with uh, Carl McNeil of Real Deal Fitness. Um, we box and you just got to stay in shape so that you can recover quickly from stunts. And so do you, and I know this is maybe a reaching question, but I'm curious, you know, how sort of far it goes in terms of the adrenaline and, 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 and you know, enjoying that sort of high intensity. But do you, you know, watch things like, and this is like I say a random question, but um, like are you into things like MMA or boxing or things like that? Like this, do you find that somebody that's sort of into the adrenaline rush gets drawn to those type of things as well? Or is that, like I guess I'm only asking from your perspective, not generalized, um, but is that something that you sort of get drawn to or is that kind of the opposite scenario? Oh, no, I'm drawn to it. <laughs> well, and, and, and I, like I said, I guess I was just curious because um, it seems like they would probably go hand in hand. And a while back we had um, probably about a year ago a UFC fighter who just retired actually, uh, Mitch Clark on the show, and uh, mm-hmm. he's based out of Western Canada. And anyway, I was talking to him, and, and yeah, so he sort of got that adrenaline thing that carries over to other things. And then uh, and we've had uh, quite a few people that are sort of adrenaline-focused or junkies on the show that mm-hmm. uh, they think it seems to carry over. So I was just curious if it's something that does carry over from your perspective as well. Yeah, oh, most definitely carries over. I'm un- I'm un- I'm an unpredictable person. I I cannot stand things to be stagnant. And you know, I'll get to a certain point where I'm like, okay, I need to climb a tree today and just jump off of it. Like, you know, it's just just it's your nature, right? Absolutely. Well, this is a, a, a unique shift, I guess. But um, I was on your Facebook page as well, doing a bit of research, and I saw a song that you put up uh, that uh, you had said that you'd. Wrote, written just because in December, and uh, pretty unique song. Um, but what I guess my question out of that is, is music another passion of yours, or is that something that you just sort of fiddle with? Or I'm just curious how far that goes as well. Um, well, actually, before I had gotten into stunts, I was trying to pursue a music career. I, you know, did whatever it took. I, I'm a singer, songwriter, pianist. It's a lot like uh, Sarah McLaughlin type deal, but there's just really nothing for musicians, especially like a musician like myself here in Halifax, here in Nova Scotia. I just, I could not get a break. I tried so hard and it just kind of, I was let down and then I got into the stunt industry and then I was like, okay, (laughs) here goes. But I can't live and breathe with a piano. I have to have that. And so usually what we do, Colleen, as we start winding down, is we usually like to ask a, a series of questions that I, I'll typically ask pretty much every guest sort of the same questions. So uh, I'm going to pose those questions to you as well. And, and you know, the, I used to call them the rapid-fire questions, and I don't even know where mm-hmm. that came from. Uh, but I will tell you, you don't have to answer them any quicker. Uh, but they're just kind of the three main questions that we try to ask every guest so we have at least some consistency uh, with the show. Uh, so the very first one is how do you define success, whether that's personally or professionally or both? Ah, so sec- I, I don't know. I think success is different for everybody. I really don't think, I think if, if you want success to mean, you know, you're a rich person, you have all this money, then that's what it is to you. But I think success is, can mean different things to different people. For me, myself, I, I just want to get into as many movies as possible and just keep climbing in that regard, right? I just, I want to get on a stage and play piano and sing in front of a lot of people and 
be recognized in that way. That to me is success. And I also want to feel, I don't know, more, more whole and happy within. Right. And we're all on that journey. It's just finding ourselves and, you know, there's success means so many different things. And so how about passion? So our show is called Conversations with Passion. Uh, we're actually in the process of changing that right now, but, you know, for the, for the last five years, it's been called Conversations with Passion. And so I'd love to get your thoughts, uh, Colleen, on, I mean, obviously, it sounds like you found your passion and your calling, but what are your thoughts on the importance of people finding their calling, their passion, doing that which sort of speaks to them? Is, do you think that's important, uh, really important? And, uh, and I guess, and why is that if you do? I'm going to say that it's B. <laughs> I think it's super important to find your passion and just go for it. You know, live your life. You're only here once, you know. You never know what's going to happen and just, you know, find what that passion is and just take that leap and go for it. And now my final official question, and then I'm just going to ask you the unofficial question, which is how can people learn more about your work and what you do? But the, the last official question is simply, if you could sit across from a, a younger version of yourself, and you can pick the age, Colleen, because you know where you were at those points in your life, um, but if you could sit across from a younger version of yourself, maybe a younger version that's struggling to find the answers, uh, but you could give her one piece of or two pieces of life advice uh, based on what you've learned in the years since. What do you think you might tell her? Oh, God. <laughs> I want to sit in front of her right now. <laughs> you know, it, honestly, like, don't change a thing. Yeah, life's a struggle. Frig, like, there's there's a lot of really hard things in life. It's Nothing's easy, you know. Um, but we learn from that. And you're going to have your ups and downs. And it's just the way it is. But you're going to get over it, too. You're going to have good days and bad days like everybody, you know. Enjoy the happiness. Be grateful. Love it. And I will say that it's interesting that a common theme I've noticed in asking that question over the years is people saying, you know, it's, it's worth it. You're on the right path. Don't try to change what you're doing. And yet, you know, most of them say as well when they were that age, they were trying to change the path. They were thinking, oh, I made a mistake. It's going to be the end of the world. It's really interesting that the common thing people would tell their younger self is, don't be so worried about what's happening right now. If there's all a bigger purpose or you're on the right path. And anyway, so it's interesting that that seems to be a common theme. So it is, like you said, it's, it's too bad we couldn't sit in front of that younger self and say that right now and get through to them about it. Yeah, you know, maybe deep within we all, we, we all really do understand that. It's just trying to get over that hump. <laughs> Yeah, and at the time, it doesn't mean it's, you know, it's, it's just because we understand it, of course, doesn't mean at the time it makes it any easier when it's actually happening. Yeah. At the time, you still might need to throw that desk across the room. Absolutely. Uh, so my so my last, and I, call, I called it the unofficial question, uh, Colleen, is simply if somebody wanted to sort of follow you, learn more about what you're doing, uh, would you? where would you direct them? Would you send them to social media? Do you have a site you would send them to? Just uh, think um, of that person that would like to learn more and watch what you're doing on a regular basis. Yeah, honestly, I just joined LinkedIn not that long ago, and I would suggest people to go to LinkedIn and and find me there because I'm really going to concentrate on just my myself, you know, my creative self, um, my stunts and my music. And uh, you can Facebook Soap in Your Mouth. I own a company called Soap in Your Mouth. makes bath bombs and soaps and stuff too. Awesome. Or IMBD me. 
Oh, okay, perfect. And that's the uh, for people that don't know, that's the the film and television site. Is that correct? Where yeah, they list your yeah. credits and stuff and your yeah. bio and awesome. No, well, Colleen, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, with your permission, I might call it a to be continued so that we can bring you back on at some point down the road because it's a really exciting area. And uh, and you know, I I came into this sort of very naive. I purposely almost planned to not read a lot about stunts and stunt coordination because I wanted to be sort of surprised and then also sound very naive in my questions rather than sound like I knew what I was talking about, which I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But this has been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much for making it all happen. And, of course, thank you for making it possible for uh, some of these actors to walk away looking like they don't have a scratch whenever you're probably waking up sore that next day if it's it's (laughs) safe for you doing the double. So thank you for making all that happen for people. I'd love to chat again. Awesome. Well, thanks, Colleen. And uh, as you mentioned, we'll uh, we'll direct people to your LinkedIn page to watch what you're doing. I'm going to go there myself and continue to watch what you're doing, and I'll watch on Facebook as well, and I'll go check out the soap uh, page as well. And uh, and just, yeah, thank you so much for making some magic happen today, and keep on doing everything that you're doing. Thank you, Corey. Have a good day. Awesome. You too. Thanks so much, Colleen. All right. Okay, bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.